0: everyone, and welcome back to Tranny vs. the World. I am the Tranny vs. the World, Tara. What an exciting week it's been. Wow. You know, dealing with uh, the vet with uh, one of my fur babies and doing a uh, an interview with uh, a sadist, liar, coward, piece of shit, Hypocrite Dominic Izzo, former cop, wannabe sheriff, who very blatantly, you know, called out a couple of, uh, you know, pretty well-known people on his radio show. I mean, I got to admit, that took some balls. And, you know, mark my words, I'll be asking them personally, you know, if they still endorse or, in fact, ever endorsed Mr. Izzo after they find out just uh, how much of a giant diaper stain this motherfucker is but you know that's not uh, what we're going to talk about here on this episode Um, I definitely want to cover a couple of topics that I did talk about on his episode but I want to bring up a couple of points Um, you know this is this is for you um, pro-lifers out there um, those of you who no matter what will never give someone like me validity or sign off on or give equal rights to um, because the arguments you give are um, pretty simple to Debunk. However, you know when you are debating somebody who is very adamant in their beliefs and they believe them wholeheartedly, no matter what. I mean, for example, you know if I if I held the actual answer to um, uh, debunking God and religion right here in my hand, right here, right now, the one and truly piece of evidence that would debunk everything about religion, they still wouldn't believe it. And honestly, I, I, I mark my words on this one, okay? As much as I don't believe in religion, as much as I fucking hate it, as much as I fucking hate this whole made-up bullshit concept of God and an almighty creator, and he's perfect, he's right, and he's true, um... I, I've, I really don't want to ever see the day, I don't want to be alive if this happens. I don't want to see the day that it, it does happen, that it is debunked and everything's been proven to be a lie. You know, I mean, we, we've, we've all heard the, the bullshit, the fear mongering propaganda of the second coming of Christ, you know, and Uh, He's going to rain down fire and brimstone and everybody who's a non-believer and a sinner is going to, you know, they're going to answer to him. They're going to burn for all eternity in hell. Well, you know what? We've heard certain dates that have been thrown out there certain times and they've all come and gone. They've all come and gone. And any other new one that they throw out there that they pull out of their fucking ass, it'll come and go as well. So, you know, it's inevitable that this planet is going to face an apocalyptic situation but it's not going to be at the hands of some made-up fucking douchebag up in the clouds no it's going to be at our own doing or uh, an act of nature an asteroid is gonna fly and smack into our planet and just wipe us all out planet will get a do-over But like I said, I hope I'm never ever around. I hope I'm not alive when uh, religion is finally debunked because it will unravel everything and the world as we know it will plunge into total anarchy and chaos. And there will be senseless and horrible crimes committed against people and murders and executions and stuff because you know for thousands of years we based on based our man-made laws off of the uh, morals and ethics of the theological laws and me being you know the big-hearted human that I am I I just I don't want to see that I don't want to see religion just fall like that. I would love to see a very simple and calm way of it happening, but we all know that would, that would never happen. Never. There's no fucking way. If everybody woke up, you know, the billions of Moose Slimes and the, you know, uh, billions of, uh, Catholics and Christians all over the world, They all woke up one day and they were presented with that one piece of evidence that said it's all been a lie. Um, I can guarantee you that none of them would just sit there and go, hmm, okay. But, you know, when when we talk about things like abortion, pro-life, pro-choice... They their argument is that uh, you're murdering children. You're murdering a little baby. You're murdering a little life that's inside this inside of a woman. You're murdering it. Well, I watched an interview between uh, Jesse Lee Peterson and a uh, uh, an abortion an abortion doctor, and uh, you know the doctor, of course, you know he's going to speak pro pro-choice you know because that's his business Uh, and of course other doctors that are not pro-choice that are pro-life they're gonna you know speak to their own benefits for pro-life but the doctor came up with a very good point and you all know me I go into things with an open mind and I review any and all evidence that you can present to me and facts I'm like I'm like you know Steven Crowder Change my mind I'm not going to sit here and, and, and deny any facts. I mean, if you point something out to me and there's facts and, you know, everything that I've believed in is different, then fine. So be it. I'll be the first to admit it. But how can you... And, and you know, the, I was accused of this um, on uh, the Diaper Stains talk show that I advocate for the murder of children. Well, I, I asked him to please present the soundbite where I said that. I never have ever once said I advocate or approve or condone the murder of children. Now, he does on the other hand. Per his own words, he condones the murder of children. And let me explain to you what this means, okay? And this is a and I'm going to pull and I am going to pull a Dominic Izzo here. Fact, Dominic Izzo condones the murder of children. Fact, per his own words, out of his own fucking mouth, on a recorded live talk show on his radio show, he condones the murder of children. Fact, let me tell you why, because he said the only way he would that he would sign off on abortion is if that baby is come, it goes to full term, is born, the mother holds the baby in her arms for a whole hour and then she would be she has to kill the child herself she has to wrap her hands around its little neck squeeze the life out of it till it's dead and then she's got to lay there with the body of her of that dead baby for another hour before they take it away only then would i ever sign off on abortion so by his own admission he condones the murdering of children and what makes a child a child folks ladies and gentlemen what makes a child a child by our legal standpoint, by its very definition, a child is a uh, small human being that has been born into this world and as is in between a certain age range, also known as adolescent, also known as juvenile, uh, also known as, in the plural sense, children or kids or kid. That is what a child is. Now, when you are getting an abortion, what you are terminating is you are terminating the pregnancy. You are not terminating a child. You are not killing a child. You are not murdering a child. You are terminating a pregnancy before it reaches a certain term. For whatever reasons you see fit. Period. Fact. Now... You can raise the question: Well, aren't you aren't you still ending a life? You are ending a life, yes. And the the logic that Mister Izzo tried to use uh, on his show: uh, Well, whenever you go out and you cut your grass, are you not you know ending a life that uh, that uh, was once existent out there? When you when you cut down a tree, are you not killing a life? Well, yes and no. I mean, when you mow your grass, you're not killing the grass; you're just trimming it. <laughs> you're making your your you're making your your yard and your lawn more presentable more healthier by trimming the grass or removing the grass from your yard you're you're preserving the life of certain aspects of your yard i mean we could go into the semantics of this all day long and he would fucking lose now if you totally chop down a fucking tree sure you kill the whole fucking tree but if you trim the tree if you take down parts of the tree no you don't kill it in fact, sometimes you have to remove certain aspects or certain parts, limbs of a tree to keep it alive. So by your very logic, Mr. Stain, uh, should we just let that tree die? Should we just let that tree pose a danger to other people and property simply because you you, you, you deem it as murdering it? I I love debating these people regarding this because, you know, logic and common sense overpowers your personal belief and your opinions. Now, I did say I do not condone uh, abortion as birth control. I don't condone that. Do I do I believe that abortion should still should be made illegal and never happen because women uses birth control? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because what a woman does with her body is her business. However, as I tried to explain the other day, uh, I do have stipulations, you know. Um, I do believe that if the father wants to be a part of this child's life, uh, wants to raise the child, that uh, the mother should not have 100% uh, say so on it because it takes two to tango. So that. Uh, Conceived fetus that that developing fetus inside her body is not all hers because she didn't make it she's just carrying it to term for birthing for the birthday now the father is the one who started the process of the developmental of the developing of the of the development of the fetus Because without the sperm entering the egg, you have no pregnancy. Now, of course, you know, Bible beaters out there, you know, they argue that that's not true all day long because, you know, Mary, you know, she gave birth to the son of God and she, she didn't have sex. Bull fucking shit. Bull fucking shit. The most die hard fucking Bible thumper cannot dispute the fact that it takes a fucking cock fucking a pussy and coming in that fucking cunt to make a fucking baby. There has never been, ever in history on this planet, any woman being able to conceive a child without the help of a male subject or male partner having sex or having come in them. But it's murdering a child. It's murdering a child. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's semantics all day long. I will concede that, yes, you are terminating a life. but we terminate life every single day. Our own bodies terminate life every single day. It's semantics. We shed skin cells. Our body sheds skin cells. Our body goes through, you know, old blood cells and kicks them out of our body. Toxins. That's a life. Microbials. That's that's a life. Bacteria. That's a life. You know, we terminate life every day. It's forced indoctrination, period. Pro-lifers are forcibly indoctrinating pro-choice people. What gives you the right to have the say-so over somebody else's body? That's what I want to know. I don't fucking care what your Bible says. I don't fucking care. That's what you believe. That's your psychosis. Fact. But what gives you the right to dictate what other people do with their bodies in their own lives? Another point that I want to make, beyond, you know, my pro-choice beliefs and uh, the whole topic of abortion, is... Uh, the validity of uh, us transgenders. I, I, I did an episode talking about validity uh, here on my podcast. Um, but, you know, as, as, folks, as we get older, we, we, we learn more. The older you are, the more wiser you get, the more experienced you get. And things start making more and more sense, which is why, you know, our parents... When they were raising us when we were when we kids were the know it alls. We were like, we know it all, we know it all, you're you're wrong, I'm right. They all said the same thing. And those of you out there who are parents, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but have you not ever said this? That once you get older, you will finally see things my way and realize that you were completely out of line and you were wrong and I was right. I mean, by all means, message me or something and tell me that I'm wrong. That, you know, you've never said that. None of your parents have ever told you that. And when you've gotten older, you've never realized that yourself. Change happens every day. Change happens in every aspect of life. Change Happens amongst every species on this planet. Which is why we have evolution. Why are so many of us being born in the wrong bodies? Why are so many of us being born with a brain that doesn't match the body? Why is somebody born with cerebral palsy? Why is somebody born with microcephaly? Why is somebody born with EB? Why is somebody born with Crohn's disease? It's evolution. I can't explain why, but I can see what's happening in front of my own fucking eyeballs, and so can you change is happening. Is it for the better? Is it for the worse? What is the purpose of all of these genetic defects? Or are they even defects? We call them defects. Mutations. Refer to them in a negative way, but by laws of nature, I mean, is it a bad thing? What's, what's the game plan here? What's the mission? That's what I want to know. That's what I'm really curious about. That's why I, you know, I love to talk with people and I'm not going to say debate because when you're, when you debate somebody who's totally against, you know, LGBT in its entirety, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, uh, they're totally against, uh, alternative, alternative lifestyles, uh, based on the, the sole principles of their religious beliefs, you know, you're never, ever, ever, ever going to win a debate or that conversation. It's never going to end out in a good way, unless, you know, you happen to come across somebody who's like me, who's, who can sit and have a good, you know, wholehearted, you know, discussion, uh, in good faith and leave it at that. But nowadays you got people that are like, you know, don't talk to me anymore. You need to unfriend me off of Facebook because you're pro-choice. You you advocate for the murder of children. Well, you know what? I've already debunked that. It's not murdering a child. But if you want to end our, you know, 17, 18, 20-year, you know, friendship, relationship over that, then so be it. I'm not going to, you know, lay awake crying at night simply because you're too ignorant to open your mind, expand your horizons to new possibilities and listen to facts. But hey, I'm not going to stop you. You be you. You go do you. But when it comes to us trannies... um, I hear the same. I, I, I've even I even got this question uh, uh, with the diaper stain with the sadist the other night. He was asking me, so um, you know, you were born with a penis, right? Yes. You still have a penis right now, correct? Yes. Okay. So you are going around and calling yourself a woman, correct? Well, no, I don't call myself a woman. I am a woman. I was born in the wrong body. I have a female brain and I have a male body. What's your point? So y- you expect me to believe that because you feel like you are a woman, that I'm supposed to call you a woman. I said, never once have I said that. See, this is the argument that they use. The the proud boys, the far right, even conservatives, and the, the diehard Bible thumping, psychotic, religious zealots that this is the argument that they use and ladies and gentlemen all of you out there if you are transgender or you are an ally or you support us or you have a family member or a friend who's transgender i want you to listen very carefully okay because this is a very good analogy that you can use to shut these motherfuckers up and i'm curious as to what you know your experience in using this analogy would be Okay, I sent I, – I took a picture of a car and I sent it to Mr. Izzo. And in, in the picture, I put, what am I, Mr. Izzo? And it's a picture of a car. And if you're, if you're familiar with cars, you can look at a car and go, oh, you know, that's a Pinto. Oh, that's a Ford. Oh, that's a Chevy. That's a GMC. That's a Jeep. You know, you'll know. And him being the diehard alpha male that he claims to be, he should know what this car is. However, there's a twist to this, boys and girls. It's a slight little twist. He may be able to tell me what the car is by looking on the outside. But what is that car on the inside? You don't know unless you lift the hood. Now, when you go to a dealership and you're buying, you know, a Ford Windstar van, you expect, you know, to buy a Ford Windstar van. And you expect that Ford Windstar van to be a 100% complete Ford Windstar van, complete with Ford products, Ford parts, Ford Windstar, everything, the whole shebang, the whole kit and caboodle. What if you altered it a little bit? What if you took a Ford Windstar van and put a Chevy Astro van motor and drivetrain in that van? Is it still a Ford Windstar because it has a Chevy motor? Ah. So I'm curious as to what Mr. Izzo says. Because I've kind of used this before on other people. And they never, ever, ever, they never take the bait. They don't. Because <laughs> they know that they do. They're fucked. They're fucked. But the picture I sent them, ladies and gentlemen, it was a picture of a Chevy Camaro. Uh, but it has a Ford motor in it. And the hood is up and you can see that it's, if you know your cars, you can clearly see it's a Ford motor. It's not a Chevy motor. So is that that still a Chevy Camaro? The body is a Chevy. But the inside, the guts, what makes it the car, what makes it go, what makes it useful and not just a glorified paperweight, it's something totally different entirely. So how can we justify and dignify Accepting that that is not a Chevy Camaro because it has Ford parts in it, but we can't accept the fact that human beings are too born with the wrong shell and parts and born with the right drive train the dr- the right motor the right guts everything it needs to go and function and travel and move seriously i want to know i i really seriously want to know and i will never get it never ever ever get it from the diaper stain mystery is never he, he's a he's a coward i was Justified when I called him that, and I was justified when I called his fans that too, because I've noticed that over the past couple of days, some new comments have popped up since my interview, and um, a lot of them were, you know, asking the same question that he asked me that I had already answered multiple times, uh, which is why do you, why does your people result to You know, insults and name calling when you fail to be when you fail to make a point or validate your stupidity, if you will, paraphrasing here. But uh, you know, I got ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the meat and potatoes in that. Um, And of course, my answer is I can't answer for uh, everybody else, but I can, however, answer for myself, and that is, I only. I am a reactive person, okay? I'm very calm, collective, laid back. You all know this. I mean, you listen to my podcast, and sometimes I can get pretty uh, emotional about it. I can get pretty loud, but all I do is I'm, I'm illustrating the point. And when I called him names... In a uh, post on a social media platform, uh, I only did it because it was a reactive situation. Uh, I question, I put his balls into question, and I did make a valid point and fact that he did, in fact, tuck tail and run. Fact, Mister Izzo, you tuck tailed and ran because you didn't answer my question. Uh, And then he, you know, again, like I said in my podcast the other day, uh, he said it's because he didn't care. He doesn't care what I think about him. He doesn't care if I care whether or not he answers me or not. He just all around, flat out, bona fide does not care, which is why he didn't answer me, which I don't think that's the reason. I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding, folks. I say this all the time. Hashtag proof is in the pudding. I've said this for years. You can see the way he acts. You can see the way he engages other people. You can see the the way he projects himself to be this, you know, wannabe tough guy, alpha male, uh, you know, badass, fucking superhero, super cop, um, muscle bound, martial artist, unbeatable, uh, fucking, uh, demigod. You can see it. And he doesn't deny it. I mean, he, he, he doesn't deny the fact that he, uh, is A chauvinist and that he uh, over projects himself because he wants to be himself. Those are his words. He just wants to be himself. He wants to do his show. He wants to say what he wants to say on his show, which is fine. That's your right. As it is my right to be pro choice, as it is a woman's right to seek an abortion if she so chooses, it is not your right to go to the voting booth and take away her right to pro-choice because you believe in a psychotic, out-of-date, barbaric way of life. Fact. It is your right, however, to go to the voting booths and vote on certain issues. But the problem doesn't just lie there, folks. It doesn't lie with the voters. It lies with the politicians who come up with these laws. It, it lies with the politicians who, you know, cater uh, to the boohooing and crying of these glorified diaper stains. You know, they, you know, they, their juice boxes got squished, and their favorite fucking cartoons uh, were interrupted by the uh, pr- presidential address, and you know, their crayons broke, and. Uh, You know, they've got a dirty fucking diaper and they've got diaper rash and they're fresh out of desitin and baby powder. You know, it's the politicians that cater to this shit. Now, they'll argue the same thing about, say, someone like me or the far left and whatnot. But again, I don't associate with that. I practice common sense politics, common sense way of life. I wish there was such a thing. Uh, From what I've been told, it's conservative. A lot of people are saying, well, you're a conservative. Well, okay, but I don't believe in everything that conservatives believe. And I don't believe in everything that the liberals believe. And I don't believe in everything the Democrats believe. I don't believe in everything the Republicans believe. So, you know, there's a selective number of things from each, you know, party that I do agree with. So what, what is that? What is the collective of that? To me, that's common sense because in, in each party, the things that I agree with, there are facts. They're based on facts, real life problems, real life situations based on facts. And that's what I agree with. I don't agree with the speculative, um, subjective, indoctrinated uh, way of thinking that each party tends to do on their own in their own way I believe in free will I believe that you have the right to think the way you want how you want when you want and where you want um, and not be be subjected to indoctrination to be forced to think a certain way a lot of people say America is not great in a way they're right but the fact that we have free will and we can think on our own and think what we want and say what we want to a degree. <laughs> I have to add that shit because now you know nowadays with social media you can't say what you want because you're gonna hurt somebody's Fifi's and they're gonna report you. <laughs> they're gonna tell <laughs> so you get accounts suspended and terminated and all that shit. Ugh Typical, you know, playground bullshit. And I, I thought that, you know, I, I was past that, you know, when I got out of school. When I became an adult and entered the workforce and started paying taxes, I thought we were past this juvenile petty bullshit. Um, I'm gonna tell... Then you got the millennials. Enter the millennials, and I think that's what uh, uh, I think that's what the food poisoning is for all of us, folks. I think that's what gave us the food poisoning is the millennials. And I think that's why we are literally shitting our brains out, you know, in the bathroom, you know, after eating some wonderful fucking tacos. And I, you know how I love tacos. I mean, I really, really love tacos. I'll eat tacos every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And uh, But, you know, there, there comes a time, especially since I got Crohn's disease, that you eat that one bad taco, and it's just that one bad taco that fucks up your whole night. It just fucks up your whole night. Sometimes, And for me, it fucks up my days, even weeks. I've even had it fuck me up for months That's me with my Crohn's disease. But you know what I'm talking about. You know, these millennials. It's you know, it's it's a it's a wet burp. It's a wet fart, it's a shart on society. It's not life-ending, folks. That's not what I mean. It's just a minor inconvenience. You think it's gonna be dry, and it it turned out to be spitting in your drawers, and it's just uncomfortable, you know. Feel that squidginess. And it gets cold and it starts, you know, rubbing up on your cheeks. It, it's annoying. <laughs> uh, I know all about sharts. I've got Crohn's disease, okay? And I'm not afraid to admit it. Walk a mile in my shoes, alright? Walk a mile in my shoes. Because a shart is the least of my fucking worries and problems. And I could care fucking less. What I care about is the pain, the pain and suffering and what it does to my body. And that's another thing to bring up. You know, folks, I know what being transgender does to my body. What you don't know is what a pre-existing condition is has also done to my body and was doing to my body before I even was able to know what was going on that I was transgender and I came out and everything you know I started started my journey you just don't know i mean it's it's hell hormones testosterone they they change your body boys and girls they really do and i cannot wait I cannot wait to get Buck Angel on, uh, Training Versus the World, uh, so we can talk about this, so you can hear this from, from a senior, and I, I, and I hate to call him a senior, you know, he's, he's a human being, to me, he's, he, he holds a great piece of my heart, he's a wonderful human being, he's a wonderful man, um, he likes to be called Trampaw, and I, I, I indulge, you know, I call him Trampaw, but... You know, I don't look at him as a senior tranny. I look at him as a brother tranny. I look at him as family. I look at him as somebody that I would lay down my life for in the blink of a fucking eye, no questions asked. Because he's the type of person that's just like me. We're trying to bridge the gap. We're trying to bring people together. We're trying to end this separation of... uh, liberal millennial uh way of thinking where you know everybody has to respect our pronouns otherwise we could face jail time or you could face jail time I don't believe in that shit I believe in the freedom of speech and I believe you call a spade a spade if you look like a guy and somebody calls you sir shouldn't take it to heart I don't I don't now, when I'm, when I'm at home, yeah, sure, you know, I talk about it and I kind of boohoo. but, you know, when I'm out in public and somebody calls me sir, the last fucking thing I'm going to do is flip a fucking wig and make them respect my pronouns. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. I don't do that shit. But, you know, again, if I was passing, if I had that awesome, beautiful shell on the outside, you wouldn't know. The only way you'd be able to tell is if you looked under the hood, so to speak. That's what, that's what I, I heard that, that, uh, that terminology back when I was growing up before we, get, we, we had the word transgender, had the diagnosis of transgender. It was called checking the hood, checking under the hood. Oh, you're going out on a a date with with her? Uh, I'd check under the hood on that one. That's the sort of thing that you would hear when I was growing up. Nowadays, trannies are so fucking beautiful. There is no fucking second-guessing. No one even raises a fucking eyebrow and second-guesses it. I mean, look at Blair White. I mean, she could walk down the street next to me and... You know, everybody would point to me and go, oh, yeah, you're a fucking guy. They'd look at Blair White and go, oh, my God, she's fucking hot. She's fucking gorgeous. That's a hot chick right there. No. But you don't know, you know, you'd have to check under the hood. Because Blair White's got all her parts, still. You know, you know, there's there's some of you out there going, Well, uh, Tara, what do, you, what, what, do you, what do you say about uh, those who uh, choose not to get the surgery? Are they still uh, a woman? Referring to male-to-female transgenders or female-to-male. Are they, are, are they still a woman if they still keep their their cock and balls? Or are they a man? Again, I refer to you to my wonderful analogy about the car uh, with the outer shell and the engine. What makes the car go? What makes all of us go? What makes all of us live the lifestyles that we live today? I live my life as a woman 24-7. Every aspect. paint my nails. Grow my long hair, paint my toenails, buy women's clothes, women's deodorant, women's vitamins, everything. So, again, what makes the car go? I guess you, you know, if you want to use the argument, well, that car, I guess, is transgender. Maybe that Chevy Camaro Shell wants to become a full fledged Ford. So in turn, we would do an engine swap. We we would uh, pull out uh, the engine of that Camaro shell and put a Ford engine in there, so then it's a full-fledged Ford. But, but, or a Chevy, I should say. Sorry. Uh, Pull out the Ford engine, put in a Chevy engine, and it'd be a full-fledged Chevy. However, there's still parts of that Ford in there. Well, Tara, now uh, here's an argument for you. Uh, that that situation is, t- is totally irrelevant because all you'd have to do is remove the engine and whatever drivetrain and tranny that's in there and put a Chevy one in there and boom, it's all Chevy. Okay, but it used to be a Ford, so wouldn't you go to the DMV and change the title back to... Uh, a Chevy even though it was a Ford or would you go to the DMV and change it from Chevy to Ford? I mean it's the same thing just because we have the technology right now to put all Chevy parts in a Chevy vehicle doesn't mean that it was in your eyes a full fledged Chevy because it had a Ford motor in it and it's this isn't the first you know the first time a vehicle has been made with a different company's engine I mean let's look at the war we had Mercedes and Volvo engines in Boeing planes why didn't Boeing come out with their own engine why did they take to Mercedes and Volvo and Ford Why not use your own parts to become a full-fledged Boeing aircraft? See, these are the type of analogies, the type of rebuttals and arguments you should throw at the people that hate us. Because they're not going to say shit. They're going to shut up and they're going to do exactly what Dominic Izzo did. He tucked his tail and ran like a fucking coward until his balls were thrown into question. Then he had to showboat. He had to chest puff me. And even the next day, he still had to try and save face. (laughs) And I left some pretty interesting comments on that video. I didn't watch the whole thing. Uh, I watched enough of it where he was running his mouth about me and calling me a she, a a she-it, a shit, a he He, she, she, he, you know, running his fucking jib like the fucking pussy he is. But I'm done with it. You know, I I owned his ass. I raped him up his fucking shithole. I owned him. He is owned by a fucking tranny. And that's all that matters. Job is done. Mission complete. I'm happy. So I can move on. I can concentrate on more important people like Buck Angel. Get him on my show so we can have uh, a chit-chat session and, and uh, a melding of the minds, if you will, and try and figure out you know, what can we do to fix this situation. What can we do to bridge the gap? What can we do to get more trannies like me and him up and out there for people to see and realize, you know what? I can I don't have to be afraid of anymore. I don't have to be afraid anymore to to think with my own brain. I don't have to be afraid anymore to use my own thoughts and my own uh, uh, drive and ambitions in life. I don't have to follow a mindless gaggle of retards from the libtard community and antifa and all this happy horse shit. I can think for myself and choose on my own. I want to bring people together. That is my goal. That's what I want to do. I don't want to separate people because separation is just, it's never a good thing. As As a species, you know, we are tribal. We are a societal species. We are a species that's meant to collaborate and come together and live, thrive, and survive together. We're not an independent species. Which is why so many people, like when you see on these TV shows, they go on these, you know, they take the, the challenge. Live on a deserted island for for uh, six months or something like that and we'll pay you $100,000. But if you can't do it, then, you know, we'll, you only get $10,000. And you got all these people saying, you know, I really miss my social media. Um... I really did not like the experience because I, I love to talk to people. Even though I was really, an, you know, an introvert and I didn't really like to go out in public and, you know, public settings and public places. But now that I go back home, motherfucker, I'm going out and I'm giving everybody a fucking hug in the restaurant that I go and eat at when I get home. I'm gonna sit down and talk with everybody. You ever notice that? The way it is, folks. It's the way it is. But again, like I said, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Um, I just got to get with Buck. Find out what his schedule is, um, because my schedule is uh, pretty open now, uh, especially that we're getting the surgery done for for my woo woo. Uh, it'll be done Friday. I'll be picking her up Friday afternoon, and then uh, Bob's your fucking uncle, bitches. Bob is your fucking uncle. I am ready to go. Let's get Tranny vs. the World going. Um, Yeah. Buck Angel is going to be the first A-lister on there. I'll try and get some more people on there uh, as time goes on. Uh, but I do want to do open debates and open discussions with everyday people because in the long run that's how I started this hobby of mine is uh, interacting with everyday people not with A-list celebrities, B-list celebrities or celebrities that nobody gives a shit about nowadays that's not how I started, I started with everyday people interacting with you so and I want to try and keep it that way Um, and I want to hear from you, I want to know what do you think I want to hear your opinion. So thank you all for uh, listening and tuning in. I am Tara from Trainee Versus the World. I am the Trainee Versus the World. I will see you all in the next one. Take care. Bye-bye.